1: Are you listening? 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 Hey, everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening Podcast, where two friends sit down and talk about music for a little bit. My name is Scott. I'm here with my good friend, Brand. Sir, how are you today? It's month, so I can be nothing but excited. Yes, welcome to month, everybody.
0: The surprise nobody wanted and everybody's getting.
1: 100%! We <laughs> didn't even know we wanted it until you slipped up and said Behemoth.
0: Yeah, I, a pun launched all of this. And then and
1: I went nuts on
0: it. A pun I said in passing made you latch on as if you were a python one hundred percent you refused to let go of the idea so here we
1: are here we sit yeah, here we are we're starting it a little discussion yeah discussion about how behemoth came about we both have records that we know and appreciate from behemoth that the other one hasn't listened to yeah so i was like man i really have this behemoth record i want you to listen to we should do it soon and then you were like oh well you still have to listen to demigod and then we looked at the discography from Behemoth, and they have a crap ton of records. And we're like, "Shit, that could be, that could be a draft." <laughs> yep. That's three weeks out of four, buddy. Let's figure something out for week four. Let's tack another one on. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, so yeah, Behemoth is birthed today. I was thinking in my head, oh, maybe it'll be
0: a month that only has three Wednesdays. That's not a real thing. That can never. No, happen. that's not. It's always there. There can't be three <laughs> Wednesdays in a month. It's impossible. Yeah. So, yeah, we will figure something out for that third, for that fourth week. But that's not this yeah. episode. We know no, it's not this doing.
1: episode. This episode I brought to you the Satanist by Behemoth. Behemoth is a Polish extreme metal band that formed in 1991. They're considered to have played an important role in establishing the Polish extreme metal underground
0: i would say important is downplaying small it. small word yeah because yeah. i i mean i don't know many polish bands even post behemoth right but when i hear polish band i think of behemoth,
1: behemoth. although yeah. i
0: did listen to that oh my god i'm not gonna pull it now i sent it to you it was a it was the first polish band ever recorded on cd oh I don't it was
1: remember. like a, it, it was like
0: a polish thrash
1: band yeah, I don't remember the name of it though.
0: But it sounds weird if Behemoth, I guess Behemoth formed in 91. I guess their first record wasn't 91. Because I think I think that thrash, that Polish thrash record came out in like 92 or 93. I can't remember.
1: Behemoth's first record came out in 95.
0: Oh, so yeah, it wouldn't yeah. I guess it would still be the first on CD. Interesting, though. Right. That Polish thrash that Polish thrash record was wild. Yeah. Cuz it it was it was thrash. But it was like thrash after it played a game of telephone. Like it went <laughs> right. it went through it went through four different people trying to explain what thrash was. And then by the time it got to them, it was kind of like a hardcore punk record almost. Yeah with, yeah. with thrash aspects. Which yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I think I liked it more than if it it. Been a straight up thrash record.
1: Right. It's more power trip. I don't want to go that far. Like, it wasn't a great <laughs> record. I'm not saying it was great. I'm saying the style was more power trip than Metallica.
0: It's hard to explain what it was, but please continue on the Satanist.
1: Until the late 90s, the band played a traditional black metal style with heathen lyrical content, but soon changed to that of occult and thelemic themes written by their lead vocalist, Nurgle. And Christoph Ezeritz? Terrible with names. Yeah, yeah, it's a Polish name. We're We're not smart. I'm so sorry for butchering it. Despite Behemoth having been labeled as death metal or thrash metal influenced, Nurgle has mentioned that he does not like the band to be labeled. I don't know very many bands that like to be labeled in the first place, but but man, Behemoth you are what you are. I feel like you can label Behemoth. Yeah, yeah I feel like
0: yeah. You can label <laughs> This isn't like when band when metalcore bands were coming out in the mid to late thousands when they were like either being called metalcore or deathcore and they were like, "Don't don't pigeonhole us like that. That's not yeah. what we are." Yeah. There yeah. You got it. If you're deathcore, you're deathcore, and now deathcore has become like a dominant genre.
1: Yeah, now they're happy to be deathcore.
0: I saw somebody's quote unquote metal hot take as saying that listening to deathcore now is equal to listening to thrash in the '80s. Really? That was what they said. I don't know what the I don't hot know take
1: how part of it is. Uh, I yeah, I was know. gonna say, is it because people don't think deathcore is so hot? Maybe,
0: but in the '80s, I feel like thrash was not thrash was huge.
1: Yeah, thrash was well. Was it huge in the 80s? Maybe early 90s. Yeah, maybe 80s. that's it. Yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe the hot take is that, like, deathcore is the future of metal, as Thrash was the future oh, of metal then. Yeah,
1: maybe. I could see that being a hot take. Yeah, that could be it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> um, we're going to skip ahead in the history of Behemoth, because we have a month to go over this all the notes of them. So we're going to skip right to the Satanist era. Okay. If you will. In August 2010... Nurgle was rushed to a hospital and was diagnosed with leukemia. It was reported that his leukemia was so advanced that chemotherapy couldn't help him. However, that has been proven false. Dota, his girlfriend at the time, offered her bone marrow for a transplant, but tests showed she wasn't a match. A donor was subsequently found. Behemoth was forced to cancel all upcoming shows in August, including the Sonosphere Festival in Finland, concerts in Russia, Belarus, and and baltic states in september and october and they north americans who were lawless states of heretica with Watain, withered and black anvil in november and december because you know cancer i didn't know any of this by the way i uh, yeah i had a feeling that that's why yeah, i didn't know it. i
0: didn't know any of the nurgle uh, health yeah. issues i had no clue no idea yeah. no. I, I may have seen it in passing at one point but it didn't stick yeah big big leukemia I was also uh when did you say he was diagnosed and everything two thousand ten august yeah, I 2010. Think, I think I was already out, yeah because because, because I sold you uh evan evangelion evangelion yep. was the last behemoth record I listened to, and I think that's probably around that time that's probably twenty ten probably two
1: thousand nine was evangelion, okay, and then the Satanist was the next record to come out, which was five years later, yeah uh January seventeenth two thousand eleven. Nurgle left the hematology division of Universiteki.
0: You really wrote these down. You really wrote these down thinking I'm going to get these.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Centurum Klinskew. Shit. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, four weeks after he underwent a bone marrow transplant procedure. So he, he got out of the hospital four weeks after a bone marrow transplant
0: with with cancer and remission or just able to be released.
1: I think just able to be released. He said it would take several months of recovery while living in his flat in one of, oh shit, the Gdansk <laughs> districts in it's order like to restore his physical condition. It's like you went out of your way to add
0: as many words that you can't say.
1: <laughs> he also announced that he was eager to resume playing the guitar again, it having been six months since he last played. He also said that he had a huge motivation and desire to continue his work with the band, thanking all people who helped him. So straight out of the hospital, he's like, I need to get my guitar on.
0: I think the fact that they have so many records and that they maintained, even through his cancer, shows that Nurgle is Behemoth. And like Nurgle wants Behemoth to exist all the time.
1: Yeah. On May 30th, 2013, Behemoth announced that the title of their 10th studio album would be The Satanist. For the recording of The Satanist, the band consisted of Nurgle on lead guitar and vocals, Orion on bass, and Inferno on drums. It was released on February 3rd, 2014, and received widespread acclaim by both critics and audiences.
0: I may have, this may have popped up in a different episode somewhere, but I at least have to say it. I saw Behemoth at OZFest 08. Mm. It was the last year that OZFest was touring. It was when it was free fest, like when all you had to do was go online and get in line and get tickets, and they would just you print them out and they're your tickets. Like you're good. Oh, to go. wow. You're free to go to Ozfest. Oh shit. So I went in 08 and it was at, at the time I think it was still the post-gazette pavilion. I mentioned this before, but I saw the drummer of behemoth mm-hmm. inside of the bathroom. That's of right. the, Like the crowd, like drinking <laughs> yeah. water out of the sink. Yeah. Like slurping up water with his hands out Wild. of the sink. And I mean, 08, they I were mean, big. Into their career. They're into their career hard. Yeah. They're yeah. huge in Europe. They they were fairly big here. Right. And I, I asked him, I said, don't they give you water? And he just kind of said, fuck it, and like walked out of the bathroom. Solid. Is there a chance that it was a dude that had corpse paint on and dressed exactly, <laughs> like, the, dressed exactly <laughs> like the drummer behemoth? I guess so. But I had just seen behemoth. Like I had yeah, just right. watched him on stage and then went to the bathroom and he, he was in there. Yeah. So possibility that it wasn't him. In my head, there's there's a 99% chance it's him, and that's crazy yeah. to me. And I I think that, I don't know why, but for some reason, I, I've always had a soft spot for the drummer of Behemoth. There you forever. go. <laughs> In addition to thinking he's un, unbelievably talented and always have appreciated oh, yeah. his drumming. Which I, I saw an interview with him a while ago that he calls himself the Spine of Behemoth. And I oh. fucking love
1: that. Yeah.
0: I love that so much. And it makes so much sense.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw Behemoth tour with Slipknot and Gojira. That is a interesting show. And Volbeat. Volbeat was there, too. Now, can you see any
0: of those dudes hanging out with each other in the green room? Because I can't. No.
1: Maybe, not well, maybe and Slipknot and Volkan. Bo- uh, see, I was thinking the other ones. I was thinking maybe Slipknot and Behemoth.
0: I, I don't know. I think Nurgle finds out that Corey Taylor did Stone Sour and doesn't talk. To
1: him. <laughs> right. Oh, I wasn't saying specifically Corey Taylor. I'm oh, thinking okay. Clown. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you play a keg? That's sick. I drink out of sinks. Right. Yeah. 100%. That's <laughs> that right there. That's the conversation. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was a wild show. Uh, that was the first time I saw Behemoth and the first time I saw Gajira. What year
0: was that? Not too long ago. But like before you were into Behemoth and that kind of shit, right?
1: Yeah, so I saw them before like I knew I liked them.
0: We'll get more into it on the discography draft, I'm sure. But yeah, Behemoth, I mean, and my episode. But Behemoth is a band that has waves and goes through different sounds. Sounds is the wrong term. Mm-hmm. Different. Genres almost, but I, I'm not okay. trying to label them because Nurgle doesn't want it. But yeah, no, don't label them. Some of their stuff is is very black metal. Some of their stuff is very yeah. blackened death metal. Like it, right. it, 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 there's two different bands between records sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Still, still Behemoth. The genre of black metal, blackened death metal, death metal. Once you start getting those all mixed up, it's hard to even. And I'm sure there's an expert out there that is going to be like, oh, no, no, no. You no, guys are 100% wrong. wrong. <laughs> We're just a couple of guys here trying to talk yeah. about music that we've listened to. I'm not exactly. a music expert. I don't have a degree in musical theory. Nope. I've tried to read a few books. They bore the fuck out of me. I've tried <laughs> four, four different music like theory books and like why you like these bands.
1: And I get 100 pages in. And I'm just like, this is unbearable. Yeah, I just listen to music. I just like sounds in my ears. That's it. I like the idea of
0: knowing what I'm list like what particular thing is appealing to me about things. But then I yeah. go to try to discover it and they talk to me in words that the words aren't <laughs> making sense, let alone the ideas that the words are talking about. Right. Yeah. I'm just dumb. I'm just a dumb music listener. That's we should rename the podcast. <laughs> dumb music <laughs> listeners. A couple of dummies, that's what it should be. couple, couple of, of
1: dummies. dummies. At Metacritic, the album received an average score of 92, which indicates universal acclaim. Joe DeVita of Loudwire noted that the album sees the band shed away that skin as they simultaneously get back to some of their blackened roots while exploring new areas with dynamic songwriting.
0: And if we know anything about Loudwire, it's that they are 100% right about everything they've ever written. They, they know exactly... What is good over there at Loudwire?
1: That is not entirely true.
0: In reference. It, <laughs> I know what you're referencing. Scott and I are listening through uh, 100 greatest albums of the 20th century. 21st century? 21st
1: century, yeah.
0: Has to be 21st century. 20th yeah. century would be different records.
1: That would be. The 100
0: greatest rock and metal albums of the 21st century. And we have hit some duds.
1: And some duds. We've hit
0: some good records low that we think should be
1: high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Agreed wholeheartedly. The album would claim the top spot on Loudwire's list of the best metal albums of 2014, with Loudwire stating that the disc is a masterpiece from beginning to end with absolutely no filler to be skipped over. I find it odd that they call it
0: The Disc. There's a specific metal record that I was thinking about that came out in 2014. Yeah. Yeah, it did. No, I disagree with that list wholeheartedly. Okay, what what Coma Witch came out twenty fourteen.
1: Oh well, okay.
0: I put Coma Witch above it, but that's just me personally. <laughs> Coma Witch is a fucking masterpiece to me, man. Yeah, I know. We've talked we've talked about Coma Witch.
1: Yeah, if and if you wanna hear us talk about Coma Witch, go back a couple months. Yeah, go
0: listen to our Coma Witch episode. I refused I refuse to place the Satanist above <laughs> I'm Komawitch. trying to pronounce Coma Witch" different, and I Kama Witch, Kama Witch.
1: <laughs> Grayson Kieran of Pitchfork said, "The Satanist is a terrific coil of most everything behemoth have ever done well. A strangely hopeful vision of hell rested away from its very grip." He tried too hard. Yeah, that.
0: Yeah, well, it's Pitchfork. <laughs> yeah. it's pitchfork. You go there for that kind of stuff,
1: right? Uh, In 2019, the album was voted as the best metal album of the decade by various publications such as Loudwire, Consequence of Sound, and others. Decade's wild. Decade is crazy. (laughs) Decade Uh, is wild. But I believe this is the second record I've given you that has been metal album of the decade. What was the other one? Machine Head, the last one I gave you. Oh, yeah. The original cover art for the record was done by Dennis forcus a Russian artist who used paint that actually contained Nurgle's blood. So like that Kiss comic? Kind of like that Kiss comic, yeah.
0: Although they just put the the blood in the ink of that, like at the factory. At the, it at wasn't the, at
1: the print. Yeah, at the yeah. printing It wasn't plant. like yeah.
0: hand-painted.
1: That's sick. That's awesome. Yeah, no, this was, this was hand-painted with his blood mixed in paint.
0: That's sick. I mean... Yeah. At, tw- at
1: by 2014 though it's not like that's a revolutionary idea <laughs> i guess i'm taking the the cancer aspect into it and being okay. like you know
0: this is his lifeblood
1: yeah yeah
0: all right i'll give him credit for that
1: yeah
0: i'm not going to shit on it
1: for being 2014 when he's doing that <laughs> no this is this is a a life affirming project for him i feel like like this is just like he beat death and has come back to produce what's been argued as the band's best work
0: okay i i wish i would have known this cancer thing before i listened to this
1: record <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of a big Just part a of it but like yeah it's it's fairly big i had a feeling you wouldn't know about it and you I know didn't. me i like to surprise you with certain things
0: yeah you like to spring stuff on me it makes me look like an idiot it's fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> not specifically australian makes teenager. you look like an idiot australian teenagers uh casey musgrave's husband i'm the idiot i'm the clown you're you're not the clown we're both clowns that's it for my notes on the record and behemoth's little time span there i have the albums released in february 2014 starting off with february 4th tony braxton and babyface releasing love marriage and divorce
0: no. I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested, but no. I no, I didn't know that was a thing. I I've never I know yeah. who Tony Braxton and Babyface are, but I've never listened. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that they had a joint record together about speaking on love, marriage, and divorce. Yeah, that's
0: um oh man. Do I have time to squeeze that in? <laughs> like I yeah. have I have, uh, I have so many like use it as a palate cleanser while we do our draft of behemoth. I don't I don't I just have I have so many like musical ventures I'm working on right now. I'm working like on four different lists. So it's like yeah. do I have time to throw this random record in there that it's probably not going to be
1: great? Maybe it you're is. Gonna make, I don't you're going to make You're going to make time. I guess I might <laughs> uh release February 11th Crosses self-titled record.
0: Never listened to it.
1: No, but that but we want to. That's that's Chino's side project.
0: Yeah, I know. I saw another side project that he had. Do you know this name? I saw it yesterday cuz I was I sent you the thing about fucking Maynard James Keenan and Chino. Yeah, yeah. I was in a weird fucking hole yesterday.
1: Yeah. Um, Team Sleep? Team Sleep? Never heard of it.
0: Team Sleep is an American experimental alternative rock post-rock group led by Chino Marino.
1: Oh, I need to write that down.
0: Years Active 2000.
1: Those Those are words that go together perfectly in my head.
0: 2000 to present.
1: To present. So he's still working on it.
0: The full album, their debut album was finished in 0203, but not officially released. The instrumental song The Pass Portal was included on the Matrix Reloaded the album in 03. Oh, man. Singers Mike Patton. Oh. M- from Mr. Bungle, from- Phantomus, and-, and Faith No More.
1: Faith No More, yeah.
0: And Melissa Ofdemar from Hole and Smashing Pumpkins
1: was oh, involved in me.
0: recording sessions. What happened? You lost me. Oh, like technologically or with the wreck with the with No, the band no with the name,
1: with with Okay. Uh,
0: well, I mean, I I followed up with Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> we're involved in recording sessions, but their com- their con- contributions were on the final album. Singer Rob Crow of Pinback and oh, Mary, t- Mary Timoney of Helium were the only vocalists other than Marino on the album. In 2014, a new team sleep lineup Recorded a live album in front of an audience at Applehead Recording Studio in Woodstock, New York. This is weird, man. With bassist Chuck Doom from Crosses and okay. drummer Gil Sharon from Marilyn Manson and Dillinger Escape Plan.
1: I was going to say, I know that name, and it's from Dillinger Escape Plan.
0: It looks like their debut record went to 52 on the charts. Oh. In Maybe it's name
1: recognition for all. It's like a super group. I, I've never
0: heard of this in my life. Like, I've even been on Chino's Wikipedia, like with a fine tooth comb, and I've never seen Team Sleep before. This feels like they rewrote history to do this. <laughs> it's weird. Do you listen to Palms? No. Palms is an American post metal super group formed in 2011. Their group features Chino and three members of post metal band Isis. Like, how do I not know about these other two bands Chino's in? I've been through this before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds like uh, there's a, another list for you to get into.
0: What, Chino? Chino band? <laughs> yeah. Man, do I love Chino. Okay, I'm sorry. This is a this is a Behemoth episode, not a DevTowns sure episode.
1: sure is. Released on February 12th, we have BTS with School Love Affair.
0: Wow, BTS 2014 feels really, really, su- really early for that K-pop.
1: Yeah, I don't know anything about them, but that seems really early for
0: that. Ooh, it wasn't over here yet, I'm assuming. But also, that makes me think all those dudes are at least eight years older than I thought they were. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. Because if that record came out and they weren't children, yeah, they all have to be in like their mid twenties at least right now, at least. At what point do timelines get weird like this? Because there's, yeah, there's <laughs> cuz when we've been bef- like prior to let's even say like 05, we'll go through and we'll be like, "Oh yeah, this makes sense. This makes sense. This makes sense. These all came out together." But yeah. then at a certain point it's like, "What the fuck? These came out at the same time?" <laughs> right. Actually, maybe it's just our awareness. Cuz when we yeah, get earlier, like when we went on the Guar record in 1990, yeah. that yeah. Guar record coming out and what was on the charts and coming out was fucking wild. It was wild, yeah. So I guess it's just our
1: awareness. Huh. Yeah.
0: Welcome to the philosophical podcast.
1: <laughs> Released on the 18th, we have Kevin Seconds with Off Stockton. Do you know Kevin Seconds at all?
0: I'm guessing he's from the band Seven Seconds.
1: Yes, he is. Yep. <laughs>
0: that's, that's all I know. That's I don't even know okay. if I've ever listened to Seven Seconds, but I know they're a, like a punk band.
1: Yeah, they're. Uh, no, we're not getting into a way of talking. They're an early punk band. Okay. I like them. Uh, maybe I'll bring you a Seven Seconds record then. Coming out on the twenty first, we have Beck with Morning Phase.
0: I've never listened to a full Beck record.
1: I... RIP Beck. Beck's not dead.
0: I <laughs> know. I'm he? playing. A, you remember two, like three or four episodes ago, where I where you said Jeff Beck RIP, and I said, "Oh, oh, oh <laughs> Odile."
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think Odile might Odile and Mellow Gold were probably. Oh, no, I listened to a different record of his too. I don't. I didn't get down with a whole lot of Beck. But that loser track, man, it was huge. Spoke to me, twenty fourth RuPaul had born naked. RuPaul just stays, but not records. Got a handful of releases on the twenty fifth, starting with Dirks Bentley's Riser. He's a, a country guy. I was actually into country at this time because I got that record. Yeah, twenty fourteen is post
0: Dirks. Twenty fourteen post Dirks Bentley for me. I okay. was already like over Dirks Bentley in twenty fourteen. I think
1: I really liked Riser. I had a short run with
0: Dierks Bentley, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I had a yeah. short run with, like, there was that weird time where it was Dierks Bentley, Josh Turner, a little I bit of Alan Josh Jackson in too. there. Yeah. Like, there's just, there were a few of the the pop country guys at the time that I was I was getting into.
1: Yeah.
0: It's right when, like, Jason Aldean started and I wasn't into that, sure. that, green track that for track. big green
1: track. Yeah, you were looking that's, for that's something probably else.
0: Where it, that's probably where it turned around for me. Is as soon as I heard that track, I was like, oh, this isn't where I'm trying to be.
1: Yeah, right. We also have Kid Cudi releasing Satellite Flight, The Journey to Mother Moon.
0: I know Day and Night, the track. That's all I
1: know. I love that track.
0: That came out around the same time as Drake started rapping, I believe. Did it?
1: Made in my in head, Drake,
0: Drake and Kid Cudi are kind of like the same wave of new rappers.
1: Okay. Uh, we also have St. Vincent putting out their self-titled record.
0: I don't know who St. Vincent is.
1: Me neither. Just seemed like I should mention a saint in the <laughs> Satanist episode. Fair. Uh, and then we have Schoolboy Q with Oxymoron. I
0: got that record. It's a good record. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've never listened to a full Schoolboy project, right? No, I haven't. Nope. Yeah. I don't know if I care enough to bring it to you, but I like it. Okay. I recommend listening to it.
1: Okay. I, have a, the I, Bill... think,
0: I think yep. Collard Greens is on that record. That's one with Kendrick. It's fucking great.
1: Oh, cool. I'll listen to it then. I have the Billboard Hot 100 for the week of February 1st, 2014. Coming in number five, The Monster, Eminem featuring Rihanna. Yeah, that was a song. It sure was. Number four, Say Something by A Great Big World and Christina Aguilera. No, no idea.
0: That's is that, is That's not the Say Something oh, the, I'm Giving Up on You track, yeah, is it?
1: Yeah, I think it is. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. Number three, Counting Stars by One Republic.
0: The only Counting Stars song I love is the Sugar Cult one. Sure. You'll get that record sometime. It's another fucking, like, 09 <laughs> or 05 record course, that Yeah, we, we can't go into right
1: now. Too many O 9s and oh 5s Coming in at number two, we have Dark Horse by Katy Perry featuring Juicy J.
0: Yeah, which just came back up in media like last year after the Jeffrey Dahmer doc dropped because yeah. Juicy J has a line, I'll eat your heart like Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: Oh, wow. Coming in at number one, we have Timber by Pitbull featuring It's Ketchup.
0: going down. I'm yelling <laughs> Timber. I love that track. It's really fucking catchy. Yeah. I know the hook. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. You better something. You yeah, better run.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I think uh, that track's fucking
1: great. I got a couple other ones. Coming in number seven, we have Royals by Lord. That's a huge track. Huge. Yeah. That album itself. Back when this came out, it was on the radio all over the, all over the place. Mm-hmm. We were in the supermarket singing along, and Lucas said the line, you can call me Green Bean instead of you can call me Queen Bee. Oh, I love it! And we say it every single time we hear this song now. Oh, I love it so much. If I, it's if so I good. ever,
0: I don't. I'm not really in a position where I hear songs that I don't put on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if I do ever hear Royals playing, what I did going on? You can call me Green Bean. You can call me Green Bean.
1: One hundred percent. Don't it's think so next time great. he's done on
0: the show, I'm calling him Green Bean. <laughs>
1: And then I have coming in at number 25,
0: Happy by Pharrell Williams. I, I mean, unreal monster of a track that was. Yeah. He made a 24-hour music video for it. Is that right? Like, it, it wasn't a, a music video that repeated for 24 hours. It was a 24-hour long music video. Wow. It was just the song playing
1: and people, like, dancing to it. Crazy.
0: <laughs> that track made that man so much.
1: <laughs> right. of the Billboard 200. It's kind of wild. So coming in at number five, we have Lord with Pure Heroin, okay. the aforementioned Lord. You own that record? I don't. I don't think I do either. I, I think I own a Lord record, but I don't think I think I, one. I think the next one. paid for a digital download of it because of the green bean. We have coming in at number four, Beyonce's self-titled record. Is that the one with uh, put a ring on it? Is that couldn't that tell you? you. I don't know yeah, shit about shit either. when it comes to Beyonce. Coming in at number three, A Great Big World. Is there anybody out there? I'm assuming that Say Something track was on that record with Christina Aguilera. By the way, I've never heard that name of that, of that group, I, artist yeah, band. I, I don't know what they are. I've never heard it. Yeah, I don't recall either. I thought it was a Pink Floyd cover album. <laughs> but then this run of album number six, album number two, and album number one is out there. So coming in at number six, Kids Bop 25. Mm, checks it out. They'll be up there every time. Coming in at number two. The 2014 Grammy nominees record. Did they do that for one year? Because I don't, I, I don't recall that ever being a thing. I don't know. But then coming into number one, we have the Frozen soundtrack.
0: Yeah, I mean that <laughs> thing was huge, though.
1: Right. That le- that Let
0: It Go song. Oh, the yeah, yeah. The fact that Let It Go and Happy were out around the same time. Pop yeah. music was fucking hitting at this time. Right. It is weird, though, that they thought that people wouldn't want to hear Idina Menzel sing Let It Go. So they told Demi Lovato to sing it. And then Idina Menzel has got more popular anyway. Yeah. Idina Menzel is one of my favorite vocalists. I love her voice. Her
1: voice is phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Like even her solo records that aren't like art records. She has a documentary on Disney Plus worth watching, by the way. I saw it. Yep, we watched. You it. watched it. It's yep, fucking great. She yeah. she just she just went in for the rehearsal for rent, just as a person, never had a rehearsal yeah. before. Nope, not Walked ever. In got the part. Nailed Life it. was changed. Yep. Unreal.
1: I Nailed know. it. A couple other records that came out on the Billboard 200. We have at number ten Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP two. Not my favorite.
0: Coming in at number
1: eleven, we have Imagine Dragons with Night Visions. That's not the. That's first. not the one. I don't think. No.
0: I don't don't know what that record is. I know nothing after that first one.
1: Well, you know this one coming in number 14. Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, Grammy winning the heist.
0: (laughs) Yeah, beat out Kendrick. Sure
1: did. Uh, The last one I have is number 23 against me with transgender dysphoria blues.
0: That was that was that was a big one. I remember enjoying it. I think it was a little heavy for me at the time, Mm. if I recall it correctly.
1: Yeah, it was for me, too. I have one more thing. Coming in at number 75, 153 weeks on the charts. Adele's 25.
0: Oh, yeah. That checks out. Yeah, yeah. Hybrid Theory would be on there for like a thousand weeks.
1: At this yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah. It was still yeah. Hybrid Theory. Yeah. Yeah, Adele is a chart killer, man. But that's it for my notes. Behemoth, The Satanist, kicking off Behemoth, released February 3rd, 2014. Nine songs, 44 minutes and 17 seconds. Not a ratio I like. That's not a ratio I normally get. To. <laughs> I know. Tell me what you think about Blow Your Trumpets, Gabriel. Blow Your Trumpets, Gabriel. Yeah. And I quote, I saw the
0: virgin's cunt spawning forth <laughs> the snake. Yeah. Is the opening to this record. Yeah. Uh, the line alone, and right off the bat, this behemoth is a more blackened behemoth than right. I am familiar with and that I enjoy. I mean yeah. familiar with is wrong because I, I I listen to everything up to Demigod or up to Evangelion.
1: Evangelion, yeah.
0: But Demigod is my favorite and I think when yeah. we get there, you'll be able to, you know, decipher why. But they were very black metal at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Kind of got more death influence. We'll talk about this when we get there. But this is a definite, like those reviews said, harkens back to their more blackened roots. This is sure. definitely a more blackened metal record yeah and that made me think of that line alone i think it's the most notorious like metal shirt that i've ever seen thought about buying oh it is a cradle filth shirt okay has a nun on the front like masturbating almost oh god and on the back it says jesus is a cunt wow like giant white dripping letters. I, that's the vibe I got. This, the the beginning of this track reminded me of that cradle filth shirt. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I got, I got to remember where we're at. I got, I got to remember <laughs> where are. we're at.
1: So before we get too deep into this, me bringing you this record, I never listened to deep diving. Yeah. I never listened to looking at the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I just love, I'll get the, into that. I loved the sounds of yeah. this record, right? Mm-hmm. This is the most blasphemous genius piece of work I've ever heard. It's very blasphemous. Holy shit. I didn't realize it until like I sat like I I gave you the record, sat down, listened to it a few times, then pulled up the lyrics because I'm like, I don't know any of these words off the top of my head and then started going through it. And I was like, oh, shit, this is this is wild, wild.
0: Yeah, I have a few tracks. We'll get into a few tracks where I talk about that exact situation. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't start off with that. I don't start off with that. Yeah. But it opens strong with with that line and then the line son of god snuffed in vain is so hard.
1: That's yeah. such
0: a fucking hard line. It's unreal. Uh it's a slow moving like grower groover for the most part. Yeah. Definitely blackened death metal. Like it's not sure technically black metal, but Yeah. I think the production might be The production's
1: clean. super clean. <laughs> yeah. I love the uh, the headphone games on this one. Yeah, they definitely the do beginning. play headphone games. Big big fan.
0: I prefer the more death parts of sure the record as opposed to the blackened stuff. That's just my you know just personal opinion. Yeah, the production is pure accuracy though. Like everything is perfect where it needs to be. Everything is hitting the bullseye. And Nurgle is so good at using his vocals to craft the atmosphere around the track. Right. Yeah. You could have that music and it wouldn't be what it is without Nurgle doing what he's doing with his vocals.
1: Yeah. And then that choral in the background and those strings at the end of that track are just, they give you full atmosphere. It's, it's wild.
0: Yeah. I think that knowing about the cancer and everything I think Nurgle knew what he wanted out of this. He wanted something to be bigger than Behemoth. He wanted... Yeah. He he wanted his masterpiece, is what he wanted. And I think he got what he wanted. It sounds exactly like how I would expect him to want it to be.
1: Right. Yep.
0: Moving on to track two. Fur Divinus. (laughs) (laughs) Sure.
1: Uh, It's Latin for Divine Wrath. Okay. Uh, This track's even more
0: blackened than the first. Mm -hmm. Very chaotic. Very loud. There's a wall of sound broken up by dissonant strings ringing out. I'm a I'm a big fan of that whole vibe. Yeah, it's fine. It never gives me what I need to get sucked into it. This okay. one because it's it's a lot more blackened. There's not as much metal for me to latch onto to get deep into this one. Sure, black metal to me feels sometimes like the lyrics and the music are written separately and then okay. they're combined yeah. at the end, and that's yeah. what this one gives
1: me. I get that. Like yeah,
0: the music is there. And it's not, it's not; it's almost not even lyrics. It's just like a poem that they wrote that they put to the music, which sure. is fine. Uh, but this reeks of that. It reeks that the music was written, the lyrics were written, and they were like, eh, yeah, make it a song.
1: Right, I get that. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Moving on to... Message. Noir? Noir?
1: Yeah, Black Messe Mass Noir. French. This is the wild thing. So that last track was titled in Latin. This one's titled in French. There's like Nurgle, excerpts
0: in Polish.
1: Yeah, Nurgle is a crazy... Like, we've used it for John, John Darniel, uh mm-hmm. in his own respective genres. Nurgle Mike is Miller. a genius. Yeah.
0: I wonder, though, if, if you live in Europe, and I, I, it's probably true, you learn other languages quicker because... Yeah, but I Latin
1: mean, and French and... In-
0: Latin's Latin is one. Fre- I think French... It, Latin's a weird one. I'm going to give him yeah. that. But that's probably his interest in, you know... Right. That's the the occult and, and all that shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but this one the lyrics i ha- i took an excerpt of the lyrics here because it is it's beautifully like dark okay i use words sharp as a sword to rake saints shins be strewn. three days risen the grand deceiver i bless the world with ire and woe
1: yeah that
0: if I saw that written on some guy's like back at its show, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm fucking taking off. Yeah, dude. I'm like, hey, you enjoy the show, man. I don't <laughs> want to bother you. I'm sorry. I'll take my hot dog elsewhere.
1: Yeah. This is the first track that I'd noticed was structured as a take on like a, a prayer, like a Christian prayer, but like, but it still feels like a,
0: it still feels like a song, though. Yeah, yeah. This, but this one to me is the first one that feels like a complete song beginning to end. It's not just right. piece of black metal, some death metal, an excerpt, you know, some blasphemous sure. shit down here. Yeah. This, this one actually feels like the full-rounded realization of this is a this is a song.
1: Right. I think this is where I first like I was like, "Oh, this is this kind of blasphemous," like thinking yeah. it's the <laughs> yes. genius type of blasphemous because this is structured like I said, it's structured like a prayer, like a sung out mm-hmm. prayer in a Christian mass. And I was like, oh, man, he's on a different, different level with this one. I like
0: how you mentioned that this is the one where the lyrics are standing out because I have in my notes for this track. The instrumentation for Behemoth is never an issue. It's always yeah. on point. It's always great. Yeah. When I listen to like black metal, that kind of stuff for it's not lyrics. Like I'll catch a few lyrics here and there that like give you the vibe. Like you'll hear Satan or, you know, something along those lines. that give you the vibe and it's enough. Yeah. Reading through these lyrics. I I found myself rolling my eyes a bit. Oh, okay. Like like, there's times where I'm just like, oh, that's it's 2014. Now that we're talking about his, like the cancer makes this make more sense. He had, you know, that morbid. Fear. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like anybody's going to be fearful of death when you're put when it's put like that. Maybe nervous. Sure. I don't know. But
1: uh, I don't know. Not
0: know. Not knowing that, and knowing that this is their eighth, tenth record, something like that. Yeah. In my head, I was just I was reading through it. I'm like, how long can you how many times can you go back to this? Well, <laughs> like right. how many times? And I was rolling my eyes, thinking it was like almost Edge Lord style. Like, oh, we're so evil. We're so but that right. wasn't the point of it. Like, no, after a while, wasn't the point. The thing is, I don't know who actually listens to black metal for the lyrics.
1: I, all, yeah, I,
0: I never all have. I know. All I know is, is that would be somebody that I probably wouldn't be willing to hang with. Like, we wouldn't <laughs> right. we wouldn't be joking around. You're, right. you're probably in a different mindset than I am. All Granted, you can. You can. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You do whatever you want to do. Live your life that way. For but sure. I just couldn't be in that mindset consistent all the time yeah so that that's where i got with this one is the, the lyrics i was like okay
1: this is yeah <laughs> it's it's something yeah. the,
0: the in-depth listen to this was cool, i don't man. know if i've ever listened to i'm not even gonna go as far as black metal i'm gonna say even a black and death metal record like this i've never listened into that in depth and it was yeah. it was an experience for me
1: yeah i like i said i've listened to this record i've enjoyed this record just off of sounds that I Mm -hmm. get, but listening in depth to this thing, reading the lyrics while I'm listening, I was like, oh man,
0: it makes it more evil. If I wasn't going,
1: if I wasn't going to hell to begin with shit, now I am. Yeah. You better get to that church and drop down on that knee.
0: Boy, no, this thing is, it's very, very in that vein of darkness, evil. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess you, evil isn't even appropriate. Evil was the, tone that we put on it based on the music Mm -hmm. but i don't think i mean other than you know smiting and you know snuffing and killing here and there there's no like inherently evil overtone right because religion itself even like christianity catholicism there's a lot of evil overtones in that just as much as we're getting out of this sure but we just don't associate it together i think yeah let's move over to the next track Sure. Or a pro nobis Lucifer. Pray for us Lucifer.
1: Translated from Latin.
0: I think that uh, this is when I was when I was looking through the lyrics, I was seeing who was credited with the lyrics, writing and the music composition.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've realized at this point that tracks where Nurgle isn't left to his own devices, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of kind of fill the album out a little more. Sure. Like, I feel like sometimes Nurgle might be more focused on one aspect where if he gets somebody else helping him write it, it's a more full song
1: yeah more cohesive and
0: it's more interesting and varied where it's not just you know over and over again i mean it's hard to say anything black metal would be varied because you kind of get you get it yeah if you listen to black metal you get it yeah for sure but the uh the little snippet out of this one that got me was destroyer of cosmos implore the ungod implode the sun there is none wronging the serpent's cult some of these lines are fucking great. (laughs) Like they are excellent. I think my problem is when it's just that over and over and over and over and over again, it's just, it becomes like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, that's awesome. And then you just lose some of it because it's also, it all sounds so sick. It's because you're you're
1: losing the edge of it.
0: Yeah. Cause you just get surrounded by the same thing. Right. This is the track where I said I'm done digging or even looking at lyrics. It lessens it for me. Like okay. those eye those eye rolls come. What I imagine being said in like the theater of the mind mm-hmm. is way more sinister and evil than what I'm reading. Even sure. though what I'm okay. reading is sinister and evil, yeah. if I'm in my head listening and I hear Satan or Christ or something, what I am imagining being said it is is way darker than what's right. being said. Yeah. So it, it it amps it up for me. I'm I'm purely musical from this point out. I, I'm purely into the, the music and the composition and the sounds. Sure. I want Nurgle's voice as the as a as an instrument, not as gotcha. a not as a message. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Okay. Moving on to Amen. Hey, I said that yep. one right. You did. <laughs> behemoth drumming is what got me into behemoth.
1: I was just gonna say the drumming left like I think it's like a minute left, a minute ten left of this song. Holy shit, those drums are amazing.
0: The spine, the spine of behemoth Nurgle's voice being an instrument, as opposed to a conductor's wand is much more my speed. Like I I needed to fall in there and not be the thing dictating everything. Yeah. The words and the phrases I catch that pepper the track with ill intent work enough for me that I don't need all those words. Mm -hmm. This track rips and holy shit. I didn't know I was ever going to give a shout out to a particular part of a drum kit. Oh, okay. Specifically this part. Because how many times can you say that the floor toms are doing yeah, so much fucking work? Right,
1: right. Yeah. Because
0: the floor toms on this track are just fucking getting work done. Yeah. I used to dick around on drums here and there. I jam out. I don't know if I've ever played a tom more than one hit once in a while. <laughs> right. This dude is, This dude is just destroying these floor toms, and it sounds so good within this. Yeah. Big fan of this track. Big, yeah. big fan of this track. Moving on to the title track. Yep. The Satanist. The opening and build up is peak behemoth. Like that's, that's when I think of behemoth, that's what I, that's what I hear.
1: The intro of this amazes me every time I listen to it.
0: Once you build up, it plateaus a bit and then it levels off Mm. and then it grooves on that plateau as Nurgle is at the pulpit. And again, I'm not looking at lyrics, so I just, what I'm (laughs) hearing is him like at a pulpit, just fucking going off. Right. This song is the best track on the album. Hands down. It's the most complete track. It has the it has the most atmosphere. And I don't even like atmospheric black metal, but this has so much ill intent surrounding it. There's dark clouds all over this thing. It sounds like you're going to get attacked by some winged creature when you're listening to this track.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, The tempo changes on this song are phenomenal as well. And then I also have as a brief
0: part here. The solo can fuck right off. I'm listening to the drums. <laughs> yeah.
1: What about like, the manly horns at the end? All of it's all of it's great. All this track, I I struggle not, to put
0: this at a ten. I struggle to put it at oh. ten because I'm not I'm not paying attention to lyrics. I, I feel like it would be unfair to the songwriter to make this sure. a ten without paying attention to lyrics. So I can't do that. But this track is fucking gold. This is Damn. a this is a once in a career type track. So congratulations, Nurgle. Moving on to Ben Sahar,
1: yeah, that this is uh, what was it? I didn't write it down. It's like Middle Eastern or something like that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. it's also a soccer player, by the way. <laughs> sure, like no, there is a soccer player named Ben Sahar.
1: I gotcha. It's
0: it's weird. I because I looked it up because there was a there might have been a lyric I heard about like Tribe of Judah or something, and I got worried for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to I had to go <laughs> look it up. Sure. This is maybe the most traditional sounding metal intro on the record. Like, it just sounds like a metal song intro, which it works. Yeah. The best Nurgle for me is when he's concise and not fitting 45 words into a verse. Right. Because when he he does that, it just gets a little much for me. But I Mm -hmm. like when he's concise and just like, we'll draw a word out. And then you get two more words and then draw a word out. Not, you know m M&M m style delivering black metal. <laughs> I, l- I like the tracks where the music is driving and the vocals are along for the ride, not vice versa, which is yep. what you get sometimes with a lot of black metal is the music is just the passenger and the, yep. the vocals are the main driving force. Yeah. So but I, I was down for this track. Didn't have a problem with this track. It's hard to follow up the Satanist. Agreed. It's one of those you get that great track. The next one's going to it's going to fall down short. It doesn't matter yep. what you do. Yep. Next track in the absence of light, that fucking inhale. (laughs) Scott, you talk about how you like the headphone tricks. You talk about how you like breathing within track sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like you like hearing that inhale at the beginning of this track just shows you how much energy is going to go into it. And it's fucking perfect. The drumming on this thing. My God, is it insane? Yeah. The riff, once you can hear it through the wall of sound that we get. Right. Dominates. The slow acoustic part, really changing the vibe, does nothing for me. Okay. Um, and I don't understand Polish, so yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's Polish. Uh, yeah, I have a translation if you want to know it. I looked up what language it was, because I do not want to come yeah, on here Polish. and sound like a fucking idiot. And say, yeah. like, oh, what is this, Latin? What is this, German? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> right. But I, I saw some of it, and it, it's, it's a fair excerpt.
1: Like, it fits yeah. the record great, but... We don't need to go over it, then, if you saw if yeah, you saw I a just, couple lines of it, then it is it is
0: what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's an excerpt from a movie, I think.
1: Uh, it was a poem by a guy. Okay.
0: Okay. I thought, but I thought it was the recording was the from a movie, a guy reciting the poem. I might be wrong. Uh, I don't subject. know. I get what it does, and it. I think you do need that little respite here. I mm-hmm. might be a little too late. I feel like this respite should have been earlier. Maybe put this track right after The Satanist and give yourself a little bit of a distance yeah. between those sounds. Yeah, but this is this is Nergal's accomplishment, not mine. The closer, O oh, yes. Father, oh, Satan, O oh, Son. Yep, feels like a closer. The choral sounds are in the distance as a perfect touch. I can't stop focusing on the drumming. Like I'm yeah. fucking so in. Yeah, I'm so in on the spine of Behemoth. Yeah. yeah, to the point where as soon as I finished my notes for this, I downloaded Demigod. <laughs> It, d- does Demigod sound like this? And when I listened to it, all I heard was the drums, and I was like, "Oh no, we're good, we're fine." Yeah, gotcha. Still got the drums. As long as we got the drums, that's all we need. But it's a really solid closer.
1: Yeah, this song uses the Bornless ritual, which was popularized by Alistair Crowley. And actual texts from the ritual by Crowley are used at the end. Okay, like in the in the lyrics, yeah, the part where Nurgle's kind of like reading at the okay. end is
0: he's doing excerpt. the
1: rituals. From the ritual, yeah. And I, I love the line, the most complete, I'm most complete yet so undone. That's like my favorite line of the record.
0: I think the blasphemous stuff, that the heretic stuff,
1: yeah, mixed with the
0: emotions that he put in this from his cancer are what threw me. Like if yeah. I just saw the, the dark stuff, the heretic stuff, whatever, I think it would have felt different. But because I felt that there was something else behind it, it felt mm-hmm. eye-rolling to me. Maybe okay. if I re-listened to this without or with thinking of his cancer thing, maybe yeah. I, I hear it a little differently. Yeah. But I am glad I stopped looking at the lyrics at a certain point because sure. that's, I don't listen to this kind of music for the lyrics. Never yeah, once no. have yeah. I done that. Like I
1: said, <laughs> the, the first time I listened to it while reading the lyrics and paying attention to the lyrics was for this episode. Yeah.
0: Not that the lyrics don't have their merit because it's not like he just threw a bunch of shit on paper. Like you oh, could no. tell that, he sat
1: down and put a he lot quote, of time and effort work into it. this. Yeah. But
0: me personally, I don't listen to black metal slash blackened death metal <laughs> for the lyrics. It's right. just, it's the same way. I don't listen to the Christian metal core of that wave of Christian <laughs> metalcore we had in the <laughs> early to <laughs> mid thousands. Yeah. I don't listen to that for the lyrics either. Like for that's sure, not yeah. what I'm here for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The record
0: lengthwise because only nine tracks with 44 minutes should have turned me off it kept yeah. me engaged the whole time which shocked me i thought it would bore me at some point it didn't yeah it's the drums I, man it's it's 100 percent the drums and the lack of the shit that you love like the atmospheric shit where it's just like sounds and but if you're looking games, for them they're in there heavy they are in there but there's also something it's it's like how i told you i don't like solos in old metal songs because the only thing to pay attention to is the fucking solo nothing else is happening right because you get all those aspects in this at once it it works very well yeah so my my top three top three obviously i already said the satanist is the best track on this record so is my number number one. one Number 2, uh probably uh, amen, just the drumming in that thing is fucking okay. unreal. The floor toms, the fact that I recognize the floor toms being beaten into oblivion <laughs> means something to me. Right? And then my 3 would probably be in the absence of light, just that inhale, the drumming in it, even with yeah. the fucking even even with the
1: polish, I that, that inhale. Honestly, that inhale that gives me it. enough
0: gives me enough for that track. That, yeah sets me off what's your two and three
1: so yeah my number one is the satanist number two oh father oh satan oh son and okay. then number three is blow your trumpets gabriel oh opener and closer okay yeah, i love them so you you're a bookend test on this guy i am you're, a bookend you're test a bookend on guy on this one yeah brand behemoth the satanist throne, own phone or grown
0: even though at the beginning when I was listening to this, there mm-hmm. were some eye rolls and there were yeah. some groans. Like there were some probably times where I was, I, I saw something and there was a lyric. I was like,
1: uh yeah. Right. right. Yeah.
0: It's an own. Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to spin the thing. I'm going to listen to it. If I come across this, I'll buy it without a doubt. Yeah. I own it. It's, it's, it's excellent. It's yeah. not completely in the vein of black slash death metal that I get down with. Right. Because it, there is a little, more black metal man it's just
1: something its own i think this record in particular
0: it's it's behemoth let's just call let's just call it it's behemoth right record. that's it's, what it, it beh- is I, it's behemoth's magnum opus it's yeah. uh, he set out to do it and i'll give him credit for it like i feel like he did do it because yeah this it, it definitely felt bigger than any behemoth records i've listened to oh also. for sure it was yeah, much I, larger in scale
1: i think that those choral parts on there the instrumental like the the orchestra parts on there those parts where you said gave you the atmosphere Mm -hmm. i think that that does a lot for making it feel so massive
0: and the fact that it is just a trio like it's yeah it's three three guys like it's just three guys there's another band recently that was just three guys and it blew my mind i can't remember who it is right now but I was like, wow, that band's been three guys that whole time. It does yeah. not sound like it. It sounds like it's fucking five, six You said that, out there. You said that about Silverchair. Silverchair sounded like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did as well. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm the fucking clown. I'm a Silverchair <laughs> clown. A Behemoth <laughs> clown. But yeah, it's a definite own. I awesome. definitely pick this thing up. I can't throw it because I, I know that there's another Behemoth record that I like more than this one. Yep. That's just a, that's just a
1: personal opinion though. Yeah. So, this wasn't the only thing you were listening to, though, Scott. What's your recording? No. Like? I was listening to the artist in the ambulance revisited by Thrice. Wait, is it revisited? Like, is Yeah. There... They re recorded every song and had some guest features on it, which threw me off when I first heard it. I, I first heard about it from a guy uh, on one of the Facebook groups I'm a part of, and I was like, oh, I didn't need this. Like, why would you fuck with perfection? Because The Artist in the Ambulance, the original version, to me, is real close to a 10 record. I love that record.
0: I feel like a lot of those tracks re-recorded, the energy that you need, they can't harness anymore. That's I I
1: thought the exact same thing. My exact same reaction. But bringing Thrice in 20 years later, being the more mature band, re-recording these songs... It sounds like a different record. It sounds more mature. It's because they're
0: because f- now they're acting like that, whereas yeah. when they well, recorded no, no, no. initially,
1: they're just. It's more like this is how they play these songs live now. Okay,
0: but that energy that you need when they wrote those songs, that aggression is a. it's, yeah. it's a weird word to put with thrice, but it. I, I'd say it. Uh, that aggression that you need only comes from like, yes, we're fully invested in this, but also everything's riding on this. Yeah. Like if yeah. this record doesn't succeed, like what do we got? Like we don't right. have anything. So yeah. recording to 20 years later, you don't have that. Like you could still do a great job, but I feel like there's that, that little twinge would not be there that I feel like would put that record over the top for me, but you're yeah. saying
1: it's great. So I, I, think, I thought it me. was really good.
0: Any notable features?
1: Uh, the, uh, the singer from the architects.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Carter,
1: name, but yeah. yeah, I think Carter is his last name. And then a couple other bands like I don't know, like I didn't know anything about. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I was rocking out to it. What were you listening to?
0: It's going to be the record Chapters by Adestria. Okay, I knew nothing about them. It's like one of those metalcore bands. They could be Christian. I don't know. One of those situations. (laughs) It it wasn't blaring. It wasn't blaringly obvious, but it was really, really good. Just really strong. Maybe border on death metal with the amount of breakdowns and shit I get out of them. Oh, okay. Or not death metal, deathcore. But yeah. Here I'm not going to sit here and splice genres like we try to splice waves. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, Chapters by Destria. Really love that record. Definitely my record of the week.
1: Awesome. You want to tell the people what we're listening to next week? Like we already did? Yeah,
0: the people, because you already know. You already <laughs> yeah. know what we're doing. Uh, we're listening to the album Demigod by yeah. the band Behemoth, because it is still Behemoth. We're going to get there.
1: So we covered
0: your favorite Behemoth record that you have listened to, because you haven't listened to all of them. No, I haven't. And I am choosing my favorite Behemoth record that I have listened to. I was a little worried when I, I thought about Behemoth before listening to The Satanist. Sure. Because even the difference between Behemoth's first record and... Like where I left off wasn't that great of a distance. Like you could mm-hmm. still see the through line, but I mean, we also talk about that as a good thing for bands. We talked about Blink yeah. One Eight Two. We talked about Bad Religion, where they oh, still yeah. have their their sound. But I think we'll be all right because after listening to the Satanist, I realize it is not Demigod. Demigod is a much different record than this. Oh, okay. So I'm excited for you to hear it. Uh, I'm excited to listen to the drumming over and over <laughs> again. I There's also a fun fact about it that I used to spout like it was fucking scripture, oh. and I can't find it anywhere. So I might have been lying, but we'll talk oh, about I'm that. I'm excited the episode. to hear that one. <laughs> we'll talk about that on the episode. <laughs> I will bring up how I saw the drummer in the bathroom again. Yeah. So for Behemoth, you will get that story four times. You're welcome. Probably. I will shoehorn <laughs> it into that fourth episode. I don't give a shit. I love it. Yeah, Demigod by Behemoth. Next week, give it a listen. Follow us on Twitter at awlpod. Follow us on Instagram at awlpod. Send us an email at areyoulisteningpod@gmail.com. Join the Facebook group, Link in the show notes. Support all of the Joy Road Media podcasts. Scott, thank you yeah. for the episode. Thank you. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you for Bahi
1: Month. Yeah, thank you. This is this this was a, <laughs> your brainchild from a pun. <laughs> One week of Bahe Month down. Three to go. Three to go.
0: Are you listening? Are you listening? I'm just dumb. I'm just a dumb music listener. Hey, you play a keg? That's sick. I drink out of sinks. See, I'm the fucking clown. I'm a silver chair clown. Behemoth clown. You're
1: not the clown. We're both clowns. Behemoth is birthed today. You can call me Green Bean.